very special episode of Walking the Walk. Today we have a guest in-house in the studio. This is Tam Veyu. You know, sometimes things get in your way, distractions, all kinds of muck. Tam's going to teach us how to get clear. She's going to draw us a picture on Walking the Walk. Inspire, empower, and guide people to their very best. These are the people who are walking the walk. Your host, the original sensei leader, Jim Bouchard. In the spirit of full disclosure, Tam Veyu is a very, very good friend of mine. She's got a wonderful program going on. Let me draw you a picture. And she does this for corporates, for conferences, for individual coaching, all kinds of cool stuff. So, Tam, what exactly is getting people? Why don't they have a clear picture to begin with? <laughs> well, what, <a> <laughs> what are some of the distractions? Oh, nice, op nice opening there. Uh, what is some of the distractions that people have? What is the confusion about? Yeah, what, what do you work with the most? What are some of the top, like the top three or so? Well, what I would say to you, Jim, is that when people come to me, they often, what I always want to do is dig in. Like they, they're giving me a a goal, I'm asking them what is their goal, and you'd be shocked, their faces go blank and they go, I'm not sure what I'm going for. They you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, right? you know that, I'm, <laughs> well I'm not, I'm not a big goal person, you know what I'm saying, I think that's cool, it can keep us motivated, keep us going in the same direction, but I think sometimes people create these goals without any, any sort of clarity about <laughs> whether or not they have the resources to really go after it, you know, what's the first step, and I know you're a big one for that, right? You break. Well, you break these things down, right? It's not just, it's just not that goal over the horizon, right? You help people. Maybe is that part of drawing the picture, that you're breaking it down into actionable steps? Or? Breaking it, what we do is uh, I help people really, first of all, align with who they are. Like, a lot of people don't even know. I'll say to them in one of our first sessions or in a workshop, like, what do you stand for? They have no idea. <laughs> Isn't that shocking? But I'll say, well, what do you value? I don't know. They, you know, their faces, the, yeah. you can just see a cloud over them. Right. And so I'm really helping them figure out what they prioritize, what they value, to first understand who they are as a person. And so discovering what matters to them, and we map it out. Like, I literally have paper all over the place, and we're drawing a map so they can see who they are. I know. That's the, you know, it's funny. Radio podcasting, it's, it's a... It's a really neat world, but the limit is nobody can see what we're talking about, right? We have to. Paper behind me. Right, but I want people to understand literally that when Tam does a presentation, um, or if she's working with you one on one, yes, there's papers, there's markers everywhere. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you did one for me when we did an aspiring leaders uh, presentation one yeah. time, right? Yeah. And people were really fascinated by that, right? Yeah. Because you know, in fact, they were paying more attention to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> no, it was really cool. But you literally draw the picture, and uh, and I think that's a remarkable thing. And people can take that away with them, right? right. That's one of the you digitize it? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the visual aid as a reflection tool helps with clarity, mm -hmm. understanding. It, it uh, deepens the understanding. It helps with your retention rates. It actually helps with ideation and creativity as well. So um, having a person who can draw and actually help you see what you mean mm -hmm. is uh, it really advantageous to the audience. I want to go back to that idea of understanding who we are, too, because you know I'm a big one for looking in the mirror, right? Sure. Self-awareness. Um, and, and I really, I practice that physically because there's a psychological thing that happens when you can see yourself, right? You see, just like you're when you're talking to somebody else face-to-face, -face, there are nonverbal cues that happen. Well, the same thing happens when we see ourselves in the mirror, 
it's kind of an interesting process. But, you know, as you're drawing a picture of this person, and I know you do that, you draw these really cool caricatures and things and, and put people in that, but more important, you're helping them focus, like you said, on that ideal, right? Yes. Who am I? What, you know? Now, that can be a real open-ended uh, question. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, I actually use that one a lot. I, I ask the leaders to reflect, right, and ask one simple question, who am I, right? right? And I don't help them a whole lot with that because I want them to really dig in and think about it. But you guide them through the process a little bit more. Yeah. Specific questions that I get to. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about some of those. So if I, who am I? How would you help me? How would I help you? I would say first off, what matters to you? What matters most in your life? That's one of the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and they throw out things like, oh, family. It's all it's always about my family. That is one that comes up often. And I say, well, you know what? I got four adult kids, but I'm not I'm not putting them first in my decision making. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I challenge them a little bit. You know, let's let's make sure, you know, is that really what you're, um, that's one example. What are your skills and talents? That's mm-hmm. part of who you are. For me, I'm innately creative. Mm-hmm. And it has become part of who I have to be every single day. And a, a lot of my decision making is based on, does it allow me creativity? Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you like? What do you enjoy? That's part of who we are. And then once you have a list of, I'm going to say sometimes 15 to 30 words that make you up okay mm-hmm. let's let's, let's except except it's not a list with you i want to make sure people yeah. understand you're you actually draw the pic yeah you're drawing the pictures which is really cool but yeah because pretty much i'm doing a visual yeah. thing. and then we kind of hold them one in each hand you know is it this one or is, is it family or is it fun is it uh respect or is it uh communication whatever we go through a whole yeah. list and and we end up calling it down to five. I try to say own five of these, mm-hmm. at least own these for six months or a year, but make sure you review them. Make sure, because we change, we evolve, right? So. Oh yeah, and I think probably change when we see that, you know, we see that picture that you've drawn, right? That can cause us to go back and think about it, right? And say, all right, which one's more important? Which one is less important? Exactly. Which one doesn't even belong there anymore? Right. right? That happens, it happens for me, it happens for most people. And I ask mm-hmm. everybody, make sure you go back and review, constantly review. Yeah. Review. That's why I press for that day of reflection, right? a minimum of one day of reflection for leaders, right? Every uh, year. Every year. Right, because some of those things you, you'll carry along, uh, you know, you've just gotten used, it becomes a mantra, you've just gotten used to carrying it, right? Mm-hmm. And it may have been true at one time and now it's not anymore. Uh, yeah, right? I hear you, but boy, I'm going to challenge you on that. Hmm. I'm, I'm making my people reflect once a month. Oh, I'd like to, believe me, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a, like I said, it's a minimum. I mean, you know, because, and I'll throw this at you, maybe you have some solutions to help people too that um you know the pushback on that especially the higher up someone is in a position of authority is always a time factor right that they'll throw out there and there's two things and and challenge me on this if you think i'm way off base but first of all i say don't do this on a day off because they don't value it as much right i said make it part of your work schedule you're gonna i want you to put a monetary value i don't care how much money you make let's say somebody's making in the six figures as a as an executive right in the high six figures well there's going to be a high price of taking a day and dedicating it to that right they're going to come up with that value but that's the price you need to pay you know what i mean in order to really take it seriously but yeah i agree that time thing but that's the pushback and i understand it i mean it's a rational fear you know geez what am i taking time away from but i don't think there's anything more valuable that you could be doing right i completely agree with you and i'm gonna say that they can't afford not to have that we're seeing that right we're seeing that for sure that's what i see and i find that the more people do take that reflection time the more they it's the more you know the more you grow and when they are truly knowing themselves differently deeper Mm -hmm. 
um, then they can step into leadership in a, in a stronger fashion. I just think the reflection day monthly, and I block it off on my calendar, mm-hmm. and it is a non-negotiable in my business. And, you know, I say two or three hours. And, and for me, it's enough. If you yeah. want to take a whole eight hours, beautiful if you can. But at least two or three hours of reflection and asking yourself the right questions, drawing yourself a picture. <laughs> right, yeah, no, I agree with you too. And if the frequency increases, then I think the, the bulk of the time can come down a little bit. You know, if someone's doing it once a week, maybe they can do it in a half hour or an hour. But that, you know, it, but it is important. And I don't know if you saw the studies that just came out. Well, they just validate, like we need more studies about this, right? Um, but the biggest, one of the biggest deficiencies in, uh, exec- in the executive ranks all around the world right now is a lack of self-awareness, mm. right? And yet they've identified that as one of the greatest needs to be an effective leader today. Wow. So I think, uh, you know, that, that idea of a minimum of, of self-reflection, because that's the thing. People are always asking, okay, that's great. We know we need to do it, but how do you do it? And it's so simple, isn't it? I mean, you and I both have very simple practices, but we're very disciplined about them. Yeah. You know? For me, for me, it's a meditation thing or the walking. I'll go walking or biking and just with no agenda, you know. What, what's yours? What That's do you my th- morning practice. Without fail, on a day that I am in my business, I have half an hour to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and I have a very stringent practice that I do everything from what I call igniting through writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some intention setting. Uh, I do some actual vocal, like I speak out loud who I want to be in that right. I really like power myself up really strongly and I actually do some practices, energy practices. We should probably do a webinar on this because I know between the two of us we've got a lot of technique. Journaling is another one that people do. It's not not a big one for me, but yeah, so that's what that is? That's journaling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some people keep a diary. You know, there's all different ways to do it. Um, Visualization is a huge part. Yep. Paving your day. This is how I expect it to go. Seeing it, um, and and visualizing into an end goal that I have is is a right. Really, it's honestly, it's probably the most powerful tool I give to my clients and in in workshops. People don't have a practice in place. And again, you can draw that right once the people express it. But I want to emphasize too that because that's another area to go into. What are we looking at going forward? But when we're talking about that reflection, that self awareness, we're talking about taking account of where I am right now, right? And, uh, and who I am. And th- the other thing, right, the o- right, and the other thing is a leader, and, I'm, and I know you, you, again, you can, you work with leaders, you can draw these pictures. To me, the, the most important mirror that a leader has are the people that trust in their leadership, right? Yeah. And there's, there's where it gets tricky, because you know we do that SL15, which is a self-assessment, and we, we tell people that. It's a self-assessment. All right, obviously, uh, you all think you're compassionate, wise, and courageous, right? We, we know that because it's a self-assessment. We can do the 360 to see if other people see you the same way, right? right? And I think that's important, too. Um, self-awareness includes, to a huge degree, understanding how other people are perceiving you, right? Absolutely. And, I, and I know that's a lot of what you can do with this, with this program. It is. Uh, I want to. I want to share with you a quick story. I recently did. It was just a couple of weeks ago. A VIP retreat with a couple of executive women, mm-hmm. and I sat them down, and we're we're getting ready to dig in. And I was tell, telling them, you know, in the Roman Colosseum, it it's written in the stone, "Know thyself." I mm-hmm. think it was Marcus Aurelius or somebody who said that. Uh, he said a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One of the women literally put her face into her hands and burst into tears. Yeah. I said, what is so scary about knowing yourself? And she said, I have no idea who I am. Yeah, yeah. She's a leader. 
and she was an actual leader and she was crying in, in mm -hmm. Alex's face it w and by the end of the week together you know sketches and drawings and notes and I, I handed her her information and like this is who you are mm -hmm. and the relief the relief that washed over her and I got a note from her within a couple of days saying how different she felt now that makes perfect sense to me and we see that a lot in, in uh, especially when we're workshopping you know a closed group with executives and especially senior executives you know there's there's some tears there's some looks of fear quite a bit it's natural and it's understandable because right as as leaders um, first of all people are depending on us to have some degree of stoicism mm -hmm. you know and that that's okay that's that's I think that's a reasonable expectation um, but there's also you know I don't know how, how best to say it I guess that idea that you have to get to a oh god I hate to use this term you know safe space right <laughs> <laughs> but you but you do have to get to a place where you're not as exposed, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's when it's safe for, you know, for people to have leadership responsibilities to right to show that side of themselves and to be aware of it. And then I think the other part of it and tell me, you know, whether whether you think I'm right or wrong on this. Sometimes leaders, especially really good caring leaders are so focused externally, right, on what I'm doing for other people that they don't take the time to understand, you know, who am I, and, uh, and are my needs being met? Because one of the big frustrations I hear from a lot of leaders these days is, um, especially when, you know, the proverbial poop's hitting the fan, right? Geez, I'm working for so hard for these people, and they don't even know it. Oh, wow, you just right? hit the nail on the head with the executives I was just working mm -hmm. with. As a matter of fact, um, there were some other people who wanted to join this retreat, and we, I, I closed it off, and I said, the two women that I was working with, I said to them, you leaders are at a different level than the other people, and you need, I know you don't like the word, Jim, mm -hmm. but safe space. They needed a, yeah. a, a really sacred space where they could uh, be free to speak what they needed to speak at mm -hmm. their level. Um, it's a good word. It's just too bad it got so co-opted right. to right, to mean yeah. something that isn't what we're talking about, right? Exactly. We're not talking about a safe space where you're going to go escape from all these things. We're talking about a safe space where you can confront these things, right? Right. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. Know, talked about the stoicism mm -hmm. and, and I think I would even say uh, the level of giving these women in particular they're givers and they're yeah. giving to their tribe they like to use the word tribe mm -hmm. they're giving to their tribe in such a big way and uh, not even realizing that maybe they were over giving yeah yeah and, and they, they weren't mm -hmm. seeing it mm -hmm. I will say that uh, when the retreat was done the one who really needed to melt down and know herself better uh, she said you know I couldn't have done this with other women in the room I needed to have mm -hmm. my level of leadership to work with me oh right 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 you know and that's interesting too because um, he's I wish I could remember that there's just another report that came out and you know there's just been this controversy you know we deal with it a lot especially as more women are entering uh, you know executive ranks right mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're entering at a, an ext extremely astounding rate I mean it's crazy so it's really neat how the how the culture seems to be shifting but what we're finding we long ago we found in our workshops and now this research really validated it you know I kept asking especially when I w we do a lot of work with women's groups uh, women executive groups especially and, and you know I always ask I said okay so what are the differences? What are the different things you're doing with as women, as leaders, as executives, right? And almost every time, I mean, there are some very specific things, but most of the time they'll say something and I'll say, geez, well, we feel that way too, you know? And that's what this research bore out that, that you know, there's a lot of, and I'm not saying this in a diminishing way, incidental differences. Incidental meaning it doesn't really affect our performance mm -hmm. in our job or as a leader. And then there's substantive differences, which is something that says, 
okay, because of this difference, you are either qualified or not qualified to do this job, right? And most of the differences that culturally we've made such a big deal about are turning out to be incidental differences when it comes to performance as a leader, right? And the, and the gender differences, they're finding are very, very slight. That's interesting, you know. Fascinating. Are you finding that work, or do you think there are, and if there are, what are the substantive differences that are still in the way between, you know, leadership for men or for women? I will actually say that I mostly am working with women, mm -hmm. and I haven't had the opportunity to be uh, with men in, at the executive level working closely with me. I work with men uh, in my private practice. However, um, I only know that women, it seems, <laughs> that we're, we're wired as givers. That's one of the ones that the research bore out. You know, they, they, that was Is one. Is that not true? <laughs> it's not that it's not true. You see, it's not that it's not true. It's that they found that men were just as giving and really didn't maybe express it the same way, which was more of a cultural artifact, right, right than, it, than it was an emotional artifact, so your emotional yeah. truth, right? Internally, they're going through the same thing. Externally, how mm -hmm. to display it is probably the difference. Right, yeah, and, and then, of course, there's a vast difference if, you know, as we're seeing developing nations emerge now, right, and seeing they, they, their uh, industry coming into the modern, I hate to say it that way, but, you know, in the modern context, a patriarchal society versus a matriarchal society. You know, are they really different? No, they're finding not really. Mm -hmm. You know, a leader has to behave a certain way, whether yeah. male or female, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I won't go down that road because there are some physical differences <laughs> that make, right? No, and that's and those are substantive differences. If there's a physical thing that, yeah. but it, that wouldn't necessarily be reflective of gender. That could be anything, right? We could be subject to an illness or, you know, um, disability, something like that, that, right, that we have to accommodate if we're going to move forward. But, yeah, no, it's fascinating stuff. All right, let's get back to, I want to get back to that draw, you know, let me draw you a picture stuff. Tell people a little bit about, Exact, you know, the process. You, I mean, you walk in, you actually set up an easel, uh -huh. get people talking, right, and start drawing. Uh, just walk us through a typical session. <coughs> I will obviously po put up my poster paper first, be mm -hmm. ready, and have markers in hand, and we start a discussion. Um, much like your workshops, Jim, we start a discussion, and for me, it, I go through a process, A, B, C. It's always aligned with a vision, and this is where I'm finding out, who are you? Mm -hmm. Always open with a question, and uh, then we start listing things and finding out. We, we, we instead of brainstorm, we kind of heartstorm from the heart. Who are you? And we list all these things, get to that. Try to decide where are they going. What is the vision you have for yourself or for your company? Um, and then we go into this thing called what I call belief busting. Hmm. And here is where I really get my markers going because we're talking about what do you what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe is in your way? And we're digging into beliefs. And I'm drawing pictures. I believe that. Um, my boss is keeping me down. So great. I draw a picture of a great big boss and a tiny little person. Yeah. So everybody can see what that feels like. So it's something about capturing the energy in a sketch that people can visually connect with. And they go, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. What I hear the most is you validated me so well in your sketch. Mm -hmm. Which is always shocking to me, but apparently it's working. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. Because, again, even, even with, uh, you know, an artistic rendition, right? It allows us to see something about ourselves. Right? How many times when someone takes a photograph and you, it's, I don't look like that. Well, yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, this is, right? But you're also able to take, you know, you, you're able to take a lot of it. You know, a photograph's just going to, it's going to be an accurate portrayal of what the camera sees. But you can work with some of, right? Uh -huh. 
I'm capturing the essence of the messages that they, yeah. they offer. Like, I feel like I'm blocked on this topic. So great, I put them right in a mm -hmm. box and draw a caricature of them so that they can see that must be what you feel like. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that belief busting is where I really can get into, let me draw your picture about that. Let's, mm -hmm. let's see what that looks like. Um, the last portion of our work together is uh, typically what I call cultivation. Mm -hmm. We go through the process of how can we get you closer to uh, the vision that you wanted to align with in the first place. Um, a goal or a target that is matches who you are and yet gets you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about the future. So. If someone wants to, you know, work on where am I going to be tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? Where do you start with that process? Because, again, now we're back to where, like I said, you know, I understand a big, I have some big goals, too. I just don't worry about them too much. To me, you know, that big goal is out there. Yeah. Like I said, provides me some, some sort of inspiration. Right. right? It's still one step at a time, right? Yeah, I've got to break it down, right? You know, I, you know how I love the, the ancient sages to quote, right? Lao Tzu said long ago. Every journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, what I've learned through life is, well, every single damn part of that journey is a single step, right? Yeah. And if I don't have the emotional, spiritual, and material resources to commit to that step, mm -hmm. I either have to shift my priorities to building those resources, mm -hmm. or I've got to pick another step that I can do right now, right? Yes. Are we singing in harmony, or is that? We are. Yeah. What did you say? Emotional, spiritual, and? And material. And material. So right. We talked about our morning practices. For me, um, the, ne the next day workshop's over. I'm telling mm -hmm. everybody, you need to get into, you like to say the word harmony, with your vision. You have to s keep the vision in front of you. Yeah, it's down the road, but uh, today be that person. Mm -hmm. Get in line with that spiritually. So, you know, set your intentions. Connect at some level with whatever you want to mm -hmm. connect with. Um, have your strategies in place. That would be the material piece, what you're talking about. And emotionally... Um, what emotions do you have to have in place to be that person who eventually you're going to be? Just you're, you're stepping into the yeah. role. Day by day, I'm asking everybody to align with their best version of mm -hmm. themselves in a big way, yeah. in an actual practice. That's where the conflict comes in sometimes, you know, because if we're talking about it in a leadership capacity, and leadership gets used in a lot of different, different uh, expressions these days, you know. One of the ones that's really frustrating is sometimes leadership gets used in the sales space a lot, and all it means is that someone can sell a lot of stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean they can lead other people, right? right. So that word gets ban bantered around. But in entrepreneurship, it gets especially dangerous, you know, especially people are selling franchises, or I see it a lot in the direct marketing world, that, you know, leader, 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 be a leader. Well, what are you doing, really, you know? And where I see people get in trouble with that, and that's why I emphasize those resources. Now, the material one sounds very simple, but I've, ha I've had people uh, say, you know, well, I want to implement this gigantic plan in my organization. Well, great. Do you have, let's be blunt, do you have the money to do it? Yeah. Or, you know, I want to be, uh, I don't know, whatever. I want to be a counselor, right? Okay, great. You need to go to school. Right. Do you have the money to do it? And when people, right? talking about yeah. yeah when people say no I you know I say well then maybe that's your first step right. and, and that's what I'm worried about you know that so many people they think they when they when they believe they're already where they're going to be you see so yeah. clarify that a little bit because I know I know you're I can understand what you're saying but I think this is the dropping off point for some people I'm just going to sit here I'm going to think I'm going to be a psychologist and <laughs> that's it right well yeah. I'm all about uh, balance mm -hmm. To me, you, you, what you're talking about, the, the structures in place, the strategies in place, uh, and the actual materialistic things you have to have, an education, or mm -hmm. the funds, or the team, or the board members, whatever, mm. um, those have to be in place. I talk a lot about that. Um, I, I tend to flip between both worlds, you know, mm -hmm. a more, I don't know if you want to call it a spiritual world, and a, and a very, you know, mm. 
in the business world or entrepreneurial world. You have to have both. It, you can't be all woo-woo and magic. Hmm. You have to. You have to be actively strategizing and moving moving toward your goal. You have to have yeah. a foot in both worlds. I think. I actually yeah. think you have to have a foot in both worlds. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's the flip side too. Because again, when we when we see managers and executives becoming isolated. A lot of times we can point to a spiritual deficiency there, and I'm not talking about religion in any sense. It can be for people. I mean, that's up to you. But it's a sense of being connected to a larger purpose than yourself, right? That's In a nutshell, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritual. And, of course, again, I, and I think it was uh, Gallup, you know, has done a lot of research in this area. How many times it – no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Gallup. Um, it was Dan Pink who was isolating some – motivators for folks right and that sense of purpose is so huge and it's up to a leader to to really live yeah, and deliver that yeah. right yeah he was yeah. talking all about purpose you gotta have some purpose yeah because yeah. that's what makes it bigger than just me right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's that's crucial well let's you know what we could go on and on and on couldn't we so <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> and we'll do we'll do this again soon let's make sure people um understand how to get in touch with you how would you prefer people contact you and i'm going to emphasize if you don't want to blow your own horn i will um you know that you do this for conferences you can go into corporates you can plug into other people's curriculum yep. right and Absolutely. and help them express this but more important i think you want to access tam because she's got a tremendous insight into what it takes and you know we keep talking about this human-centric leadership um and at all levels, at all levels. Absolutely. So whether you're, you, you know, you're doing a program for your frontline folks or you, wanna, uh, you want somebody to come in and speak with your leaders, then I think Tam's a great person to do it. So. Thank you. Uh, anybody can reach me at, through my website. Uh, my email there is tam at choosebigchange.com. Obviously, my website is choosebigchange.com. I'm happy to help you with small group retreats, conferences plug into your business it's all good and powerful stuff it's really powerful stuff the shifts the changes are incredible when you really can see the whole picture i don't i can't think of a better way to stop this end this <laughs> there you go that was perfect tam thank you so much keynotes workshops retreats webinars and ongoing training each program customized to your unique needs interests goals and budget inspire empower and guide people to their very best learn more about jim bouchard and the sensei leader at the sensei